meeting or not familiar. So as we said, we're going to be giving our attention to Lisa as she discusses uh, sponsorship with us. So Lisa, I'd like to invite you up here now. Hi everyone, I'm Lisa, I'm an alcoholic. I have index cards, sorry, but I want to make sense tonight, or at least try to. Hi everybody on Zoom. Um, let's see, I am an alcoholic, I think I said that. My sobriety date is May 19th, 2018. I have a sponsor. My sponsor has a sponsor, and I am, thank you Jack, and I also am a sponsor. Um, tonight I'm here to tell you about my personal journey being a sponsor. I'd like to start off by saying that I really feel that I'm fairly new as being a sponsor, so uh, I'm here to give you my perspective on that. And I think there's a few reasons that I am new, and that's because I pretty much dragged, drug my feet when I came into the program to complete my 12 steps. Um, really wasn't fond of the idea of doing the fourth step. And so I dragged my feet and I had actually done my first lead uh, a long time before I ever finished doing my steps. Um, and even after I did that, I still was reluctant to put myself out there to be a sponsor. Um, if somebody had asked me, and people did, I would say I'd sponsor them, and usually these were people that didn't call, but I did say that I would, but I wasn't comfortable being the person to raise my hand in meetings. Um, and, 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 and I guess there's a lot to say about that. I think that showed I had some work to do, that I lacked some confidence. Um, but I also can tell you that um, when I thought about being a sponsor, I took it very serious. And it's a big commitment, and um, it's important. I really feel that you're taking somebody's life into your hands. At least that's what I considered it. Um, Recovery is very important. Um, at Lovely Ladies, which is one of the meetings that I attend regularly, um, during the meeting they will ask anybody who's interested in sponsoring to raise their hands and it took a long time for me to do that and even when I did that I was very afraid um, but I did it and often I would probably hope that no one would take me up on it but um, they've changed their format now and now after the meeting what we do is if somebody is in the room has raised their hand as well and say they need a sponsor is that we meet uh, and that takes the, the onus off the, the, uh, the prospective sponsees of having to approach a sponsor. We go to them. Um, as a matter of fact, my current sponsee, actually, that's how I acquired her. And she, and she tells me about the importance of that, um, that uh, how our lovely ladies' meetings does that. So, okay. So again, I, I, I don't take this commitment lightly. Um, so my, my first sponsee in AA was somebody who actually had more time than me, and that's not the one that I, I got in Lovely Ladies. She's um, probably my age, but she had some time in the fellowship, and she was just reaching out. She just wanted somebody to reach out to. So we'd go to, to meetings together. I'd give her rides to meetings, um, and we would connect that way. I didn't have to take her through the steps. Um, we, I was her sponsor for about a year, and then she 
started to go through some tough times when her sister passed away and she didn't want to go to meetings anymore and I reached out to her a number of times and, and she really resisted. She was nice, she'd say I, I'm not ready to go to meetings, um, I'll let you know when I am and, and, and in spite of me contacting her she just wasn't ready to respond and, and that's sad but I feel I did the best I could in that circumstance. Um, then I got another sponsee um, and this sponsee needed to go through the steps and we started. And I can tell you that what I do, I'm, I'm a big believer in the book, sorry, that it makes sense to me, the book. So I, I like the steps we took by Joe McHugh and I like the 12 and 12, specifically the work on the 12 steps. And what we will do um, is read the material and talk about them. And, and, and generally there's a lot of chit chat in between. You know, we, we go off onto tangents. So sometimes it takes a lot of time. Um, but that's, that's part of it. And when we first started getting together, you know, first of all, we got acquainted with each other, which was great. Um, talked about our own personal journeys and recovery. Um, but we started our step work. Um, we attended some meetings together, you know, sometimes after the meetings or before the meetings, we'd do some of our step work there, you know, we'd meet at my house and do that. Um, but we had gone through a few steps when, when this particular sponsor told me that it wasn't a good fit and she felt, I, I don't think she liked the pace, but also our schedules weren't jiving. Um, but I have to say I was really proud of her for speaking up because I, um, I think early in recovery, the fact that somebody can actually say, I'm not getting what I need. Um, I do feel that she wanted to go a little faster than I felt and I would still stick to what I wanted because I wanted to cover the material. I don't think there's a real race to recovery, um, but I think it's important that we all speak our truth. So um, I, I, I think that was important. Um, so up until that point, sponsoring was pretty easy. Um, I, I had two, it was, I had two sponsees and, you know, one really wasn't doing the specs, but uh, doing the steps. So, but now I want to talk a little bit about why I would be a sponsor. So from the time that I came into AA, I've, I've, had, I've taken the suggestions that were offered to me. I did my 90 and 90. I shook hands when people told me I needed to do that. I've done the service work. Um, I've done a lot of service work. Um, I say yes when asked. I'm here tonight because somebody asked me to do something. Um, and I do. I take that very serious. Um, and, and you know what? I, I, I try to do the next right thing. That if I'm ever losing my way in this program, that's what I try to remember. If I'm confused about what I'm supposed to be doing. Oh, another thing I do, I call my sponsor. Whoops. <laughs> I don't always do that. I'm working on <laughs> I'm, I'm working on that though. Um, but um, it's, a, it's a program of honesty. So um, so what happened when I did those things? Well, I can tell you that even when I have bad days and I have bad days, a bad day in AA is so much better than what I was living before I came into this program. And my life is so much richer now than it was um, because of AA, because of the 12 steps, because of the fellowship, and because of the way those things reconnected me with my higher power. And um, I have that life now because countless people taught me that. Um, they, um, you know, since May 19th of 2018, people came together and taught me that. So I have this card with the responsibility statement. 
I am responsible when anywhere, anyone anywhere reaches out for help. I want the hand of AA always to be there, and for that I am responsible. I take that very serious. Um, so, um, how I got my first sponsor. Um, she came up to a meeting. She recognized me from another meeting. I'm in another 12-step program. And uh, she said, I'm going to sponsor you. So how lucky was I, you know? She took me to the 12 steps, and she took me through the 12 steps of AA, and that saved my life. Uh, it literally saved my life. Um, changed my life, okay? Um, so I'm, I'm blessed to be in recovery in AA. I have five and a half years, over five and a half years in recovery. But I have five and a, over five and a half years recovering from gambling. Um, and so not only do I not have the obsession to drink, but the obsession to gamble has been lifted as well. Um, so um, I'm doubly blessed. So, so the funny thing is I have one AA sponsee. I have five GA sponsees. Okay. So, so when I speak to you tonight about sponsoring, I'm specifically going to really talk about my AA sponsor. I only have one. It's the way it works out. That was God's plan. But... In GA, it's like this um, feast or famine thing. It's um, there's there's tons. We have one meeting a week, and unfortunately, AA, you can you can find a meeting almost any time in, in Gamblers Anonymous. You can't. Um, they don't even really work the steps. They're, the only reason they're starting to do that now is because some people that are in other programs are saying, you know, you need to work the steps. So. Um, so I'm doing the best I can. I use the same books, but I'm still teaching the steps, but I use some other material, and we, we talk more about the, the gambling, and that's all I'm going to talk about it. But this is what will change it. This will fill the hole in the soul, um, and I know that. So um, I don't even think Gamblers Anonymous has a responsibility statement. If they do, I've never heard them say it. And again, we're, we're really blessed to have what we have in, in, in AA here in Erie. So, um, so now, how do I sponsor what I've learned and what I'd like to do better? Okay. I heard this the other day at a meeting, just on Sunday, and I really liked it. So you, some of you have probably heard it. Maybe somebody heard it at this meeting and took it to the meeting on Sunday. I can't make someone not drink, and I can't make someone drink. That kind of takes the pressure off me there, so I don't walk into um, be, being a sponsor and saying it's all on me. You know, I can do the work, I can share my journey, I can share the steps, I can teach what I know, but ultimately it's not on me. It's it, and truly, I think it's in God's hands and how hard somebody's willing to work on their recovery. Um, as a newer sponsor, I know that I don't, if I don't have an answer, I can find someone in this program to give me help on that. And, and I would start by calling my sponsor on that. I, I assure you that. I know that I can trust myself to do a, a good job. Um, and that shows you that I have done some work because I'm willing to trust myself. Um, but most of the time, I remind myself that this is all in God's hands. And um, that calms me. Okay, so again, I used the steps we took, um, which I love, and I used the 12 and 12 um, to, to supplement the big book. Um, I use, personally use Carry This Message by Joe McHugh if I need help figuring out how I'm supposed to teach. Um, I also recommend the Joe and Charlie tapes. I think they're wonderful. I think it's a, a great um, 
tool for people trying to get through the big book that maybe um, want to understand it a little better. I, I definitely recommend it. I know that it helped me. Um, so I'm going to go through the steps that I have worked with my sponsee. I don't feel comfortable going past that, so I'm, I've chosen not to do that. So in step one, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol and our lives had become unmanageable. Um, so that's the honesty. I stress that. I definitely stress that. That we have to, we have to be honest. We have to admit that um, alcohol has defeated us. Um, we ha that it goes hand in hand. And until we're ready to admit that and to be honest with ourselves, um, we're not going to go any further. And I, th I think that's really important. Um, and so I'll read everything else, but I think that's the most important part. Is you really have to have that surrender, and um, and you have to really understand that powerlessness, and and that's important. Step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. And this is the O part of the how, open-mindedness, I stress that, came to believe. Now that we know we're powerless, now we have to, we have to start on our solution. Our solution is we're open-minded and know that there, the solution is that there's something out there to help us and it's not us. You know, now we, we're looking for it. And, you know, this is, I, you know, I truly believe this is a spiritual program. Um, it's not going to, that's not going to be the answer for everybody. That doesn't mean the answer can't be found. Um, um, but I'm going to say it's not you. The solution is not going to be in, in my sponsee. They need to be open-minded and understand that the solution is not in themselves. Um, I love in this book when it says, um, Believing is a choice. I think that is, I think it's truly about being open-minded because we are getting ready to make, I don't want to say the choice, but it's about us being willing to be open-minded at that point to accept a change in, in how we've been handling our life up until that moment. Step three, made a decision to turn our will and our life over to the care of God as we understood him. And at this point, I'm going to stress the W of the how, the willingness. Um, we're going to make that decision um, at this point to, to give up our self-will. And step three was hard for me. When, you know, so my personal journey is going to come in. It comes in a lot when I'm, when I'm talking to my sponsee. Um, I didn't quite get the self-will um, and God's will. And I was trying to figure it out. And... We spent a lot of time talking about it, and, and maybe we spent a lot of time because I figured if I was confused, maybe my sponsee was too, but, but we, we talked a lot about it, and, and really what it came down to for me is I really do use this if I'm, if I'm doing the next right thing, I'm pretty sure it's God's choice or what God wants me to do. Um, and so a lot of times that's what I'm, I'm working on. Um, and I think this is truly where we start to have that faith. Um, we're giving we're giving up some of the control. I'm, I'm a real control freak. So again, it's my own journey and recovery that's popping up in step three. Um, I was not willing. I was not willing to give up control because I had this illusion that if I was the director, and I, I really was the director, if I controlled every aspect of my life, that there was safety. Um, 
and I didn't realize how scared I was about everything until I did my step four and five. But I really felt that by juggling things so carefully that there was safety. And I was not willing to say to my higher power, I'm not going to stop worrying about my children. I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to have faith and say everything's fine with my kids. I'm not going to give that up because something might not be fine. And literally at that point you have to say, it's not my will. Um, it's, it's your will, God. And I'm giving that to you. And I trust that things will be the way they're supposed to be. And, and that's why I really have to turn it around to that, a little bit of that faith. And, um, you know, I, maybe I don't understand everything the way I'm supposed to. Um, and that's why I still come back to that. If I'm doing the next right thing, I know I'm not doing my will. Um, I also thought the serenity prayer um, figures in here a lot because if you're not sure what you should be doing, you used a serenity prayer that pretty much breaks down in life what you should be controlling, what you can't be controlling, and figuring out what's going on in life. Um, acceptance is very important. Um, that's I think that's a very important part of, of our recovery is that we have to realize that it, yeah, we just cannot accept. I acceptance at my job is, is, is I wish I could remember it every day like I'm sitting right here right now because it's just really difficult sometimes to say you know this is the way it is what can you do about it what you know what can you fix and let's not be distressed about this other stuff but but I do try to stress that even when I'm not great at handling things on my own so but, but I do stress the how of the, the steps one two and three um, um, and I think that's important. So then we get to um, step four, which of course was, I, that was a really daunting, a daunting experience. Um, I'd only gone through my step four once, and I told you I dragged my feet doing it, and, and then I have two sponsees who are right there, they were raring to go through it, and, uh, but we, we really went, we really went into the book and we talked about everything. We talked about everything, you know, everything, the columns, the, the, the instincts, the fear, um, the everything. We went through the columns over and over and over and over. And there was a lot of overthinking being done and I would have to reel her in a bit, try to make her do one column at a time and uh, but it was hard, it, you know, it was hard, but I remembered doing mine, and I knew the process, so um, the work side of it was fairly easy, but then, then you have the emotional side. I have, you know, you have somebody who knows that they're going to bear their soul to you, and, and you know, you're already friends, you've, you've talked about your recovery, and it's it's emotional, and it's emotional, and I can be there and say everything's fine, and it is. You know, I would just say, you know, when, we're not going to screw it up. There's no wrong way to do this, and it's emotional for me because I want her to have the same thing I had. I came out of my step four and five and understood what had been going on through my life, and um, so it was more emotional. Um, but we used our shared life experience, our recovery journey. We got through it. Um, so, 
so now and my and my sponsee really worked hard she she worked tirelessly on her inventory and and again I did my best to answer the questions and I started working on my side because I had it done but I've never looked at something and said okay what was her part in it and so I, I started to do my homework and at some point I'm like you work on this I'm working on what I need to do because she knew that I was preparing too so and I like in the book where for step four and it says the work we do in step four enables us to begin to know and understand ourselves, and and that's why it's important um, because I think we need to, that knowledge to move forward. Every step we, we need to move forward, and, and it was important. Okay, but by then now my life has gotten a little chaotic because I've got five sponsors. Well, I've got six sponsees, and one isn't working the steps, which is, you know, but I'm, I'm meeting with the other ones. I'm doing like every, you know, I'm really probably meeting sponsees four or five nights a week, and it's, it's hard. Um, my son had just bought a house brand new baby. He's got boxes in every room. We're trying to get everything done. So I'm, I'm out there trying to control the world like I, I like to do. <laughs> and, um, and I'm trying to do the best for my sponsees and it had just gotten really hard. And um, so balance is, is a, an issue. So it's probably for the first time in my life where I actually kind of had to pull back and say, how am I going to handle this? And so a few weeks ago, because we just got to the holidays, because that you know that had you know factored in as well. And I just said, you know, two weeks ago I met with everybody, you know, their little nights, and I said, I'm not going to do any step work till after the holidays. Call me if you need me. And other than doing the fifth step for for the the sponsee who had done worked very hard and really wanted to do her fifth step, um, I said, this is it. You know, and I know people were disappointed, but I'm like, this is what I need to do. Because at that point, I was thinking of my own recovery. I was struggling. And, uh, and that was okay. And that's rare for me to put myself anywhere near the middle of importance, let alone near the top. So I, I thought that was a, a, a good moment for me. It's still hard that I made that choice. But I do think it was the right choice. If I don't work on my own recovery, I'm not ever going to be any good to anybody else. I know that. Um, so now we get to the step five. And um, we, um, I actually had to Google the defects before I met because I'm like, I don't even know. How do I tell somebody they're selfish or self-centered? I don't know what the difference is. So I did some work beforehand, and I showed her my list, and we got down. But we spent a whole evening going through everything, discussing, discussing everything that she worked so hard on. And, and it went really well. And, um, you know, we started with a prayer. We knew it was in God's hands, which I always knew it would be. And um, it went really well. It went exactly the way it was supposed to be, which everything goes the way it's supposed to be all the time anyway. Um, but, um, so I had her say her, her six-step prayer and told her to read, read on six and seven, but, you know, after the holidays, we'll, we're going to study up, we're going to do the stuff we missed. But the next day, um, she reached out to me and thanked me for the work I had, you know, the time and, that I had spent with her and, and helped her. And, of course, by then I had reached out to her and told her I was proud of her and, you know, the work that she'd done. You know, so this is, you know, a part of it. You know, it's not just the steps, it's the friendship and the fellowship that goes along with it. 
Um, but I don't know, it was really, really important to be part of that. It was really special. Um, and at the same time, um, I have a sponsee in, in GA who's been struggling a little bit. She's been a little ill. And she reached out to me one day. Well, first of all, she wasn't happy when she found out I was taking on other spons sponsees. She doesn't understand this whole helping the responsibility statement. She says, are you sponsoring this other person? I said, yeah. She said, well, I don't want you to. I want you all to myself. <laughs> and I bring out my little card. Because I don't know if they, I know they don't have it in Erie. And I brought out this little card and I read it to her. And I said, I can't not help. You know, we only have a few women in that room. And I said, I can't, you know, I can't not do it. I said, but you will always, I will always meet with you and you will always be taken care of. So, and that made her feel better. But, um, but about a week ago, because she's not really feeling well, she reached out to me and she said, don't forget me, which I'm not sure what that means. And she says, you're my best friend. Yeah, so, you know, and, and, so, I mean, in, within a matter of a week, I'm starting to see the other side of what I'm getting from this. Not only do I get to teach the steps, but I have somebody telling me I'm their best friend. And do I take that lightly? No. I had a best friend once, um, 14 years. Um, Saturday will be 40 years since she passed away. For somebody to tell me that I'm their best friend because I'm spending time with them and teaching something that somebody taught me, I'm blessed. So, um, what, so, what kind of a sponsor am I? Oh, I'm laid back. Okay, I'm not a, I'm, I'm a non-confrontational person, probably a little bit to a fault. Um, I only say that because I'm probably not the type to stand up for myself when I need to, and, and that's okay. I, I, I like the person I am, and, and that's okay. Um, but, so I'm going to be laid back. Now, can I be a tough sponsor? <laughs> I think so because one of my one of my GA's sponsees is is um, going to give me a run for my money. She's she's uh, she told me she didn't go to the she told me yeah yeah but she told me she didn't want to go she didn't go to the meeting for two weeks because she was working and I know at least one of the meeting one of the meetings that she was working the evening and it was a morning meeting because she had told me the night before when I saw her that she worked the night so I'm thinking okay you forgot you told me that and and. Um, when I'm out with her and, and I'm driving, we're going to go meet somewhere and talk, and she's got her phone, and she's on the phone, and I'm like, okay, well, we could be talking right now, you know, and spending this time together, you know, not only are we, you know, we can talk the whole time we're together, so I'm like, okay, you're going to need to address this, again, non-confrontational, but I know I'm going to address it because my time's important, I've already told you my time's important, and, and there's lots of people that want my time, so, um, I'm not going to kick her to the curb because maybe she just needs me to say this is what I expect. Um, I expect the respect for my time um, because it's the right thing. Um, but, um, you know, and, and sometimes she wants to reschedule a meeting because she's tired. Well, I'll tell you what, if I'm meeting with her that night, I can guarantee you I'm tired. But I'm not, I'm not canceling. If I, if I had made a commitment, I'm going to meet you. So, so yeah, I think I can be tough, so that's good. But mostly I'm going to be laid back, um, and that's my style. If you want a tough, tough sponsor, don't look here. Okay. Um, all right, so 
Alrighty. Uh, what, I'm going to talk about what I did wrong, what I'm doing wrong, and it's only a few things because, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good. No, no. No, no, no. I can, I can definitely tell you, and again, I only have a few sponsors. I'm really new, but I haven't really stressed the importance of service work, and I think that's important. I know anybody who's in these rooms have heard you should do service work, but I think I need to be saying what are you doing for service work? And I'm going to make sure I'm doing that. Um, I think I'm going to work on the balance. I want to make sure I'm giving my sponsees enough time, um, but not at the expense of my family. Um, but to be fair, I think there's, there's weeks that my sponsees see me more than my husband. I don't think he's complaining. Um, um, yeah, there's a Doom, Doom 4 game that, you know, it's that is definitely being celebrated at home. But, but I, I mean, I want to I look for that balance. Um, I want to be kind, though, to myself, too. Um, but uh, what else? I, I know there was something else. But if not, I think it's probably a good time to go. Let me check. Let's see. No, you know what? It is, it is about how I feel about things. Um, I'm human. And I tend to be hard on myself. And what I, I do want to remember that I am doing the best I can. And as long as I continue to do the best I can and I have the best interests at heart when I'm taking these women under my wing, I think everything will be okay. That's what I have, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. So now we have time for questions. Thank you so much, Lisa. I'm Bridget, and I am an alcoholic. Hey, Bridget. How has being a sponsor changed your life, or has it? It definitely has. Um, I definitely think that you know, I love the fellowship, but the fellowship is even deeper when you're sharing it with somebody that you're taking it through through the steps. Um, so I'm getting the benefit of, of teaching the steps, which is a totally different way of looking at the steps. I really love it. And I'm also developing this rare friendship with somebody as I'm taking it through. Um, it's, it's really wonderful. Um, as, I mean, it's not, you know, we, we relate where we can and we're sharing our journey, but it's, it's a beautiful, the fellowship is so much deeper when you're sharing it with somebody as you're taking them through the steps. Well, thank you, Lisa, and very, very good presentation today. Thank, thank you. you, Bridget. Who else has a question? Okay. I'll call you, I'll call you. <laughs> First off, Lisa, I want to say, you know, we learned through sponsorship that we do it more for ourselves than for those that we sponsor. And um, and you talked about that a lot. I mean, and I wondered at what point did you realize, because you're just new to sponsorship that you're sponsoring, did you realize, well, hey, wait, this is helping me too, you know? <laughs> like how you talked about at the end about the balance. Um, I just think you, you speaking showed that so much 
that not only are you helping the people you sponsor, but you're growing also. And um, it, it was beautiful. But I just wondered, at what point did you realize, like, oh, I have things I can work on, and 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 I I'm growing. I believe it's, I've had some shared conversations with people when we're actually discussing, working with a, a work victim, we're, we're talking about things, and they'll talk about something in their recovery, and, I, and I'm truly relating on, with them on a one-on-one -on -one level. And I'm listening and I'm saying, wow, I remember feeling like that, or I remember feeling like that. And it's, it's just truly amazing, but I think it's that relating. Mm -hmm. um, and I really don't think so much in, in the moment that I'm teaching so much as I'm sharing. Mm -hmm. It really, it mostly feels like I'm sharing. Now, mm -hmm. if I talk to the sponsee who's being a little, uh, maybe just giving me a run for my money, that I think will feel more like a teaching moment. When If I have to be a little sterner than I want to be, that I think will be more of a teaching. But mostly I feel like I'm sharing. Um, but on those moments when we're truly relating, I think it's that moments when I'm saying, "Wow, look at what look at what you're getting," and Thank I tell you. them that. I'll say, because sometimes I think they'll say, "Oh, I'm I'm taking up your time," and I'm like, "You don't understand that mm -hmm. I'm getting stuff too." So, yeah. yeah, beautiful. Thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, Maureen. Good evening, Lisa, and uh, I want to let you know you did a really fantastic job and did a lot of preparation, so that's, you know, that was <laughs> Thanks, wonderful. Thanks, Kathy. Um, you talked about the balance and about um, the time constraints, and so my question is, do you think that at some point you may be forced to turn down more sponsees? I mean, is there a point at which you think people need to say no or can say no and then how do you how do you propose to do that so that the person isn't left stranded I've, I've thought about that a lot because we've talked about this in meetings and I've heard some people say that they will not say no and they will take on all the sponsees and I've heard other people say no I won't and I can tell you that I will not take on more than what I have right now as long as I have women going through the steps but what I won't do is say no, just flat out no. I would say to somebody, call me, why don't you call me, let's work on getting you a sponsor. I would never leave somebody with a feeling that I have just abandoned them. Um, because I, I, I think especially if you're early in recovery, I think you wouldn't quite understand why somebody would be I don't want to say force, why somebody would choose to say no. Um, if I, there's reasons why I do, um, would say no, um, because I might not do a, a, the pro, the, give the program properly to the women I do have. Um, I might hurt my own recovery. I truly feel that I was not treating myself well. And I had to. I had to consider myself, and I, I can tell you that that was very difficult for me because I can tell you I would rather not make that choice. But again, um, to thine to thine own self be true. Um, 
but I would not abandon anybody. Now, AA, that's great. I could turn around and I could probably find a woman within 15 minutes that would help me. Um, in my other program, that's just not going to work. Um, there are just not people out there. But I'm sure I could come up with something if it means finding somebody on a Zoom meeting, um, reaching out to the men in GA and saying it's time you, I think it, can you do this? I don't want to say it's time you stepped up um, because that's not the proper way. But I have a couple of my sponsees because somebody in the meeting says, well, Lisa will sponsor you without thinking, well, Lisa works and Lisa's doing this. And, um, but um, it, it's too important to not do it well. Um, but I would not abandon anybody. Well, this has a question. Carolyn Alcoholic. Lisa, thank you for all the obvious um, preparation that you've done. It is really, really very clear. Thank, thank you. you. And I really like your tabbed uh, 12 and 12th oh. I just love tabbing. No, no, no control problems here. <laughs> but to be fair, when I need to find step three, I can find it really quick. Oh, good. So. <laughs> now, um, I'm, I'm, I have heard about the Joe McHugh book since being in Erie. But um, I was wondering what part, if any, the big book played the first 164 pages in your in your journey of doing the steps yourself or, or with your, spon your AA sponsee. I would be honest and say that I did not stress that with my sponsee. So, all right. Thank you. You're welcome. Again, good job. Thank you. Anyone else? Anyone on Zoom want to ask a question? <laughs> Any other questions? Ah, here we go. Hi, Lisa. It's Bridget again. I'm an alcoholic. And kind of building on what Carolyn was saying, do you have at any point have your sponsees write uh, anything about what they read in the big book? Do you have them write about Bill's story or about um, anything about anything in the, how it works or anything like that? No. So is it all something that you, you're having a one-on-one -on -one discussion? Yes. Yes. Okay. And the writing that takes place is the fourth step? Yes, so okay. far. Very yes. good. Now okay. my sponsee, who is very well prepared, came with her own little workbooks and works through that. Okay. But yes, I, I think that I have a lot of room to grow. That's okay. No, I, there's a no, lot of different no, ways to I, do it. I'm, I'm totally, yes. totally yeah. at the, like, what do We're I need learning. to do? Yeah. But I, I want to try to say this right. Um, my own experience with going through the steps was with those little, I don't think it wasn't even the golden book, it was the little book. It was just the little, oh, okay. the little book okay. itself. Okay. But my sponsor met with me, mm -hmm. my first sponsor met mm -hmm. with me and mm -hmm. we talked and mm -hmm. we were, basically mm -hmm. what I'm doing is exactly how mm -hmm. I learned it. Which is what, yeah. But so much of my experience 
is from my meetings, mm -hmm. which was the continuous meetings. Mm -hmm. um, but I definitely hope that there's so much more that mm -hmm. I will learn from it. Because sometimes mm -hmm. I'm thinking, is it enough to be reading from a book and, and doing this? Well, the big book is where it's at, so you're, you're okay there for sure. And I want, again, I want to thank you. It takes a lot of guts to get up here and talk to us, and you have done a phenomenal job. Thank you, Bridget. Wonderful. Thank you. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Trevor. Trevor Alcoholic, thanks for sharing with us. And I, I say share, I just wanted to kind of ask you about that distinction you sort of made between the word teach and share. My experience in AA is we share. But you're talking about teaching, so is there something that you're talking about that I'm missing, that there's something different between those two things? Like, for mm. particularly when you're talking about working with a, a newcomer mm. or being, you know, having, having somebody with more experience working with you. Thanks. You know what I, I think it might be is how it feels. So even though I'm going through this and we're discussing it and literally going through through things and figuring things out and I'm t telling her what I know I truly feel that when I say share it's because of the emotional aspect of how I'm feeling about it so even though I might be doing it and I'm teaching I feel that I'm sharing so maybe that is where that's coming from I'm not sure Okay. Hi, I'm Jim. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Jim. I've been here for a few weeks, so I have to ask, ask a question. <laughs> we share our experience, strength, and hope with people when we, we sponsor them. What's your strength that you share? My belief that God has me and it is everything is God's plan and that everything is okay and until I came into this program and worked the steps and became a part of the fellowship and did what was expected of me I didn't have that I had faith a long time ago but I replaced it with alcohol and I rediscovered it so my strength is, and even if, if I have somebody who doesn't have that faith, my strength is still going to be that faith that, that somebody has us, holds us, and takes care of it. And we don't have to do it alone. That's my strength. Just a simple question. Um, I just wondered, how do you establish your relationship with your sponsee? Like, you know how in the beginning you might say, like, call me every day, or how do you establish that, like, what you expect of a sponsee when you first start working with them? I think I'm lacking in that. Okay. I start with the meeting and getting the acquainted and probably saying how we're going to do it but I and I do say call probably say call if you need something but I don't think I've stressed enough as check in every day okay I've done it with some sponsees I don't do it with every sponsee okay and um, 
I've already said I don't feel I stress the, the service part of it. So I don't think, again, I think that's my laid back, not tough. So I think I could benefit from, and that might also be with what Trevor said about the teaching. Yeah. Maybe I need to be a little stronger. I don't know. Um, but there's things to curious. look at, which I think is why we do this, uh -huh. um, to learn, um, because I already feel like I've learned something today. Thank you. Thanks, Maureen. Hi, Lisa. I'm Melissa, I'm an alcoholic, and I just want to thank you for sharing today. Um, I was the sponsor, or sponsee, that left. <laughs> <laughs> And it wasn't because you did anything wrong. I was trying to plow through faster, and and then my my new sponsor made me start over, and I was like, ah, <laughs> boiled. Um, but I do want to say, you know, I did really enjoy having you as a sponsor because I was full of fear. Um, I was so afraid to find out what was wrong with me, you know, I, I was so afraid to face all my character defects and all that stuff and you were so loving and kind and disarming that it helped me push through that fear. So, you know, I know we all have growth and stuff like that, but you were amazing and I love you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Melissa. Anyone else? Any last questions? If not, the group's got a little something for you here, Lisa. Uh -huh. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone.